what was and what will be. All starts here with the trial of Howard the Duck. I'm your host, Jesse Mercury, welcoming you back to Sci-Fi on Trial. This time we'll ask the question, what the duck happened? To try and determine if Howard the Duck has received a bum rap. Joining me this time for our panel discussion, we have Ryan Casey, Annika Sela, Maddie Downs, and Johnny Unicorn. We'll hear a special interview from Earthwoman Sarah Lehman and from across the cosmos, a message from the cast of Dead Drift. So relax and prepare yourself for some hardcore ducking. Let's meet our panel. So uh, let's all let's all say hey. Who's here? Who do we got? Hi. Hello, it's me, Ryan Casey. Hi, it's me, Annika Sela. It's me, Maddie Downs. Cool. It's me, Johnny Unicorn. If it ain't funk, I don't feel it. <laughs> I feel name. that. I feel that, dude. And let's put Howard the Duck on trial. Booyah. Oh. So Howard the Duck has one of the worst reputations of any movie ever. Uh, it does not, like, normally we try to prove how bad movies are before we start this. This one, no explanation is required. This is on a lot of people's lists as the worst movie of all time. Wow. We're going to do this a little different than we have in the past. We're going to change up the format a little bit. So we're going to start out with a new segment called Opening Arguments, where all of us are going to basically state our case. So something that I'm, like, fascinated with is, like, the reaction of fandom. When people have these, like, really vehement reactions about something. Like, Batman v Superman is a great example. Everybody hated Batman v Superman before they saw it. Howard the Duck has become kind of synonymous with bad movies. And what I want to do is, like, let's debate this movie on its own merit, not, like, taking into account its reputation, just to see... Does it deserve its bad reputation? That's the that's what we're trying to answer here. Does this movie deserve its bad reputation? Yes or no? I would the Duck is getting a fairer trial than like ninety percent of Americans do right now. I think <laughs> that's political. So true. Wow. I don't think. It, oh, oh, that was a great whatever. I don't hilarious. think it deserves the negative <laughs> because they tried something novel, and I'm so sick of Hollywood doing the exact same storyline over and over and over. They tried something completely different, and yeah. for that reason. I have to respect it. They went for it. They tried it. And I'm like, hey, that's cool. Like, I saw Tusk. We watched Tusk together. Yeah. It was something completely different and weird. And even if I didn't like it, I, it's like the stepdad rule where you're like, I don't have to like you, but I have to respect you. Like, uh, fine. So I feel that. So I'm on the fence. Like, I really am on the fence. The first half of the movie, I'm like, yes, this deserves it. I am Second half, the- I'm like, you know what? There's some cool shit here. This Agreed. like this uh, stop motion monster. Is blowing my mind. Yes. I uh, don't think it deserves all the hate that it gets, but I will yeah. say that I don't think it's good either. That's definitely a spectrum. This movie has been on like my top 10 list for my whole life ever wow. since I saw it. I really? saw it when I was like seven years old. Yeah. Wow. And uh, and you watched this like I've, a thousand times, right? Yeah, yeah. But I haven't seen it in like 15 years or something. Wow. So uh, when I watched it again, it was not as good. And so it, like, it, it, it knocked down a lot on my list. After I watched it this time, interesting. What what was it about it as a kid that you were so tuned into that made it one of your favorite movies? The uh, awesome special effects. Yeah. Yeah. The music. The music is like, it's still one of my favorite soundtracks of all time. Um, the rock music by Thomas Dolby and yeah. the orchestral score by John Barry. Yeah. Thomas uh, Dolby, like who wrote "She Blinded Me with Science," also wrote Excellent. the Howard the Duck theme song. I think a lot of people didn't like it because it did not 
match the comic book. Uh, I think a lot of people were clou- their judgment was clouded. Yeah. Does and anyone here know anything about the comic book? I so only know I, it from Marvel I read the zombies. first book. I, I talked to ago. a friend about it who knew a lot about it, and he was telling me that in the book Howard was like way more crass and unlikable, and that How? there was it, there was a lot of like <laughs> yeah. social uh, commentary happening through this character. Like the movie, I felt like they had all these opportunities to make some sort of social commentary and missed it every time. And I felt like the humor was just like not that funny. It's like you have this great moment for a one-liner, and his one-liner is uh I can't believe what kind of a day I've had. You know, it's just, <laughs> yeah, it was, like, uh, not funny. I feel like he should have been shittier. If he was yeah. shittier, it would have been a little more interesting to yeah, me. He wasn't well, a they, villain. They, I think yeah. That, yeah. I think that's the problem with it. Well, they they, I probably... know they tried to make him more likable because of Wikipedia. I know that they tried to make him more likable <laughs> than he was in the comic books. And I feel like that was a mistake. I feel like it would have worked better if his one-liners were like biting or clever or cutting. Like, you know, like Dr. House always has something horrible to say to everyone and you kind of love him for it yeah if they'd done that with howard the duck if like you open up a a trans-dimensional rift and pull out a wisecracking duck that's kind of awesome you know i'd watch the shit out of that yeah but you like pull out this like vanilla making like dumb you guys gotta watch duckman from usa network from the 90s jason alexander Uh, i I used to watch that show that was a great show that was a sassy duck he was crass (laughs) so alexander but you know what they did is they took they took a comic book character and it's actually the first Marvel movie. That's right. They made since really? like the Captain America. Ones they made like a Captain America serial really movies old or something one. really old. But and, like twenty one years out, later or something. Yeah, they this came the out in nineteen eighty six. I had Leah Thompson, and they essentially took the character and were like, oh, we could kind of make a Back to the Future kind of thing where he's yeah. stuck in a world. He meets Leah Thompson. <laughs> she's kind of cute, <laughs> and then he's got to get back. And that's kind of... Oh my god, you're right. I do have to say, Howard, considering when this movie was made, Howard looked really good. I think it looks good. I yeah. thought Howard looked pretty, pretty good. puppets have been a thing for yeah. a long time. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. There was moments where I was like, I'm, I'm kind of impressed by how Howard But looks. I'm actually using that as a criticism because he looked so good. They put all of their budget into that. Yeah. And then just, point. they didn't pay writers at all. They just right. found, they found like a bunch of like... English lit kids in like community college and they're like yeah write this script it's so bad it's yeah. the writing so bad I, I think the writing is the big crime of this movie like <laughs> if we're gonna put this movie on trial I, I would argue that the yeah. writing is bad damning look at other absurdist degree. alien movies like Rocky Horror Picture Show yeah. those are technically aliens that is a cult classic that's an amazing film so we can't necessarily blame it on the plot this was yeah it's not worse than Avatar Come on. <laughs> Avatar, I do think, is terrible. It's pretty bad. I yeah. don't like that movie at all. never seen it. But it's I... not worse than Guardians of the Galaxy. Ah, uh, Johnny oh, Unicorn hates Guardians of the Galaxy. There's nothing happening in that movie. Johnny. I love that There's movie. There's no plot. They're guarding what happened? the Which... galaxy. So, <laughs> what it's more do you need? the title. Come so you'd rather, would you rather watch, if you could watch... It was so predictable. Was only thing. one movie I could tell for the from rest the of your going to have to hold somebody's hand at the end. And you had to pick either Howard the Duck or... Or Guardians of the Galaxy, you would pick on a desert island. Yeah, Howard the Duck. Yeah, I mean Howard the Duck is in Guardians of the Galaxy. That is a sweet yeah. desert island with a the movie set up too. Oh my god, I forgot about that. <laughs> Speaking of fucking ducks, let's talk about duck oh, sex. We're using huh? such foul duck language. Sex. Is that okay? Foul language. I think... <laughs> See what we did? Shut up. <laughs> foul language. Nice. The duckturbation duck was a little egregious as duck-turbation. well. Duckturbation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait a minute. When did that happen? And the the naked duck lady oh, in the beginning, yeah. she she was she touching herself a... in the bathtub. What? Yeah. Pretty sure. Mm-hmm. I yeah. That. This was a racy movie for yeah. a PG movie. 
if they'd just done the second half of the movie, I would have been on board. But that weird love sequence and love shoehorned in love plot was just horrifying. It was so unnecessary. So for that reason, I am. Do you think maybe you're biased? Do you think maybe you just don't like bestiality? Is that a bias? I think you could accuse me of being, uh, what is it? Zoophile. That's what people that are pro bestiality like to call bestiality is zoophilia. I am, I am anti zoophilia. I actually wrote down in my notes, um, a quotation, which was, it's not bestiality because he's an alien, which is ah. not a valid argument ever. But no. <laughs> okay. No. What if? Know. That. Uh, what if? I don't know. You kind of convinced me all of a sudden. <laughs> he has the ability to consent. So sure. that like changes everything, doesn't that it? That does change everything. But he wasn't consenting in the moment anyway. Oh, yeah. That's well, because that's, that's the problem that's with because that scene. He, uh, he talks a big game, but... When it comes down to it, he's got nothing. He's I nothing was surprised but that he said no, because he seemed like he'd be down for weird shit. Yeah, he was totally, like, flirting with her, like, like, talking it up and shit, and then as soon as she was down, he's like, oh, God. Leah Thompson is married to a man named Howard Dutch. <gasps> what? Yeah! What? Whoa! So, just Howard think about the, the Dutch. Dutch. <laughs> so, you married know, to Leah Thompson. One time when I was wow. in, in grade school, I played the Apple Core game where you twist off the apple, and then the the letter that you're on when it pulls is the name of the person you're going to marry or like be in love with. And oh, I had yeah. a crush on a guy named Daniel and we never got together. And my Aww. current boyfriend's name is Daniel. So I Aww. think it's a similar principle where yeah. she like almost had sex with <laughs> Howard the duck. And then she had sex with Howard the duck. Okay. Side question. Huh. If it was two ducks having sex, would you be okay with it? Like two, two ducks on Howard's planet. Not just like, that's what I was hoping was going to happen. They're like the tiny movie, little then... furry boats. But like, then we're watching, watch them do stuff. we're watching like hundreds of man hours, like hundreds of people, Going to work to make two animatronic ducks look like they're having realistic sex. Yes, yeah, I want to see that. Creation. No, I, I would watch that. that. I do want to see that. That's but less I would watch weird that. to me. That's completely yeah. less because that's not less interspecies. It's just no. two I, consenting duck adults having consenting adult duck no, sex. That's I, fine. I I, I, I have to out myself and say here that I wasn't super against the idea of them falling in love. Like I was like, I if they're been on if they're gonna fall in love and they're just gonna kind of go with this. I, because he's an alien and not actually a duck, he's you know whatever he is. I I feel like they could have sold it to me in a way that that I would have been okay with. And if they could have told a story, there is a story there that would he's be interesting. He's a person to me. from a very similar culture. He just he looks really different. But yeah. love and sex aren't the same. But he comes thing, from a yeah. The sex is what creeped me out. But you don't know what that's going to look like. We don't know. And so that's, if, between well, if okay, that's between follow them. Follow question for Anika. Yeah. If they'd fallen in love first and then had sex, would you have been less creeped out? Yes, because as a good Christian, I feel like you only <laughs> don't you have sex with people oh. that you meet. And that your parents told you. You wait 72 hours. <laughs> but she met him and she really liked him and she wanted to if not have her pants right on. Away, she didn't really like him. She pitied they him. They fought been, because she liked him. It would have been yeah. pity if sex. And I am care, vehemently for pity sex. So I'm actually I don't think this. it was. I think she, she tried was to help him. Have yeah, she was trying to help him. Here's the thing. If there's already a world where this duck traveled through space and time and didn't suffocate in space just flying through. Mm. Like, it was in his, it's, it's the technology. It's yeah. Oh, it's, 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 that makes sense. It's a wormhole tunnel. Uh, but a, also, yeah. I don't like, we're already having this movie happen. They could have, I don't really need to see it necessarily, but whatever they want to do. You know, actually, I read I that you can it. survive to, uh, a couple of minutes in space. Yeah. And really? It only Would took him a couple dead? of minutes to be dragged from that planet. How long can you survive duck so, sex, though? I mean, he could have been in space. I don't know that. Don't you like break apart in space? 
No. No, you you're, you do. you're you're the pressure underneath your skin is more than the pressure outside of it, but yeah, like Tim you, Robbins in that Mars movie, it won't Mission kill to Mars. you immediately. Speaking oh, of Tim like Robbins, crackle, though, would you like, be like bruised forever? Uh, that was the grossest. It'll thing. It'll mess you up. You'll you'll have you'd to freeze. like you'll freeze. You'd freeze. It's, but you you'd freeze before up. you yeah oh. explode. Or you wouldn't explode though. But you'd see. I've heard freezing. That sounds That sounds kind of nice. Does the possible bestiality of Howard the Duck make you make us more uncomfortable than the possible incest from Back to the Future? Yes. Both involving yes. Leah yes. Thompson. Yes, she didn't know. No. She didn't know. She no, didn't the know. back to the future makes me feel weirder. Also, Leah Thompson <laughs> okay, and uh, Michael J. Fox yeah. look really good together. Yeah. And I totally want to watch them have sex. If a Howard the Duck, cute. on the other you hand, don't. and Leah Thompson, I do not want to watch have sex. Okay. Yeah, because she That reason alone is why it makes me less uncomfortable. Yeah, Le- she right. didn't know that, that Marty was her son. So that's totally like, it's very Oedipal. It's like, hey, if you didn't know, you didn't know. Like, totally. whatever. You know, you know, Beverly is in a really rough town with like Absolutely a lot of terrible not. people. A lot, yeah. All the human men in her life are awful. They're all awful. That's right. Wasn't yeah. it filmed in like and, and Cleveland? Yeah, it takes Cleveland, place in Cleveland. Yeah. The only that person who ever tried to help her was a duck. Yeah. So you know, I don't know. Maybe they, maybe they should fall in love. I'm he's not a good fine guy. With duck sucks. I'm still not okay with. He's that. a good duck. But I am okay with. Uh, <laughs> I am okay with like Warf. I'm okay with like Warf and Jadzia Dax having sex. Yeah, like, Warf it's is aliens. Yeah. You don't know what's going on down there oh, with Howard. It's about it's, it's about a, it's a duck duck peen being humanoid. Is duck that yes, I'm I am. Well, yeah, because I mean, in that way, like Howard the duck has is it because he's like, short humanoid intelligence? I mean, he peen. has. Is it because he's got a bill? Is it the bill? <laughs> Hold on <laughs> a second. Jadzia Dax is not fully humanoid. She's also a parasite, right? Yeah. And she has been like like all women. Am I right? <laughs> How the duck is a cult classic in in some circles. I mean. Some of it's good. What Jerry yeah. Jones? Is I, good. I also, I also do agree. I also do People agree like that the second things. half was was pretty great. Yeah, like the I second half, the whole like flight and that weird plane that I forget what it's called, but glider. Damn. Yeah, that glider. glider. Apparently, yeah. uh, Tim Robbins little, and the and the guy who played Howard in the suit actually flew that. Brad. Yeah, I mean, there's shots in there where I was looking at them like, are they flying that fucking plane? And they they did. I looked. That it up. looked like a fun. Those looked like it looked fun like so much fun. To, yeah. To shoot. So the first half of the movie, I was thinking the whole time like this might be the worst movie I've ever seen. And the second half, I'm like, wow, I'm kind of enjoying this. I genuinely wonder how many people who think it's a terrible movie made it to the good part because that's it, a good. Point. I would have turned that movie off an hour in, which is before it gets good for sure. So it's not getting good for an hour. Uh, I mean, that's almost so yeah. like enough of an offense to not be worth your time. I think it does get good. Like I, I like the intro scene. I think is really cool. Showing the I duck do world. like I do. Well, yeah. it flies through space when they're flying through space and there's like that voiceover. I'm really into that. Yeah, but it's like too. That. It's like the porny part of that is so alienating. I, I couldn't get over seeing the duck playboy <laughs> or the girl or those just very realistic, very feathery duck boobies. Yeah. Um, yeah. That I couldn't. Is it, isn't booby like a term for a duck or something? Blue-footed booby. There we it's go. I knew it was an S M R. Yeah. So you're saying you like really you really dug the intro. You like Duck World stuff. Well, yeah, I liked I liked setting up that he was like a depressed um, a depressed guy working in advertising, and he used to be a musician, and they could have spent a little more time there. I agree. Yeah. I wish I wanted more time and, in the Duck World. And I liked when they first showed Beverly in the band and um, and all that horrible town they live in. And the only part I didn't like was like partway in when they like tried to set up this relationship between the two of them. That I do have to say they do a good job of showing, not telling. 
that is they do a good job of setting that up in what in which part just like in regards just, to what like what you were saying like they are we they, talking about duck boobies because they showed duck boobies. they hella showed you know <laughs> one at any point said duck, duck tits I think during the they movie. just thought duck that was tits. hilarious Ooh. I think they just thought it was <laughs> so real goddamn funny when I, when I was seven years old I was just like ha ah, boobs okay yeah I think on. it's funny I think. Uh, which is probably the wrong when reaction I, when I looked at probably. boobies as a kid I was always like I knew they were like imminent I was like that's gonna happen to me one day you're like Someday yeah. I'll have feathery boobies Someday also. Someday my boobies will be feathery <laughs> yeah. in, in a bathtub. And I would see them. I would say, I hope that happens to me someday. <laughs> and uh, look at us now. When, when the movie started and we got like that voiceover thing when he's flying through space and it's like, and the universe started with Howard the Duck. I was like, well, this might be kind of cool. I mean, the, the, multi, <laughs> the multiverse thing, I was super into the multiverse thing. Like, I, you know, obviously I'm the biggest sci-fi nerd ever. You like... All different universes have like parallel connections. All that stuff. I'm like super is that into. What happened? Did they? Did they didn't suck them from another planet? They sucked them from. Oh, like, it's a multiverse. It's a different universe. Did they suck yeah. them from yeah. like right in the same spot, but in a different universe? Also, I know planets can't be avoid. That bothered me. What? Oh, it's a. It's if a, the planet is, I was just listening planet. to Star Talk. If the planet is small enough. <laughs> If the planet is small enough, like a dwarf, it wouldn't really be a planet. It'd have to be small enough to, to not have enough gravity right. to pull it into a sphere. It could be ovoid, but like it'd be more Ceres. like a comet well, than, than like a planet. I thought I heard Ceres or, um, those aren't uh, supporting. what's the moon Thank of Mars? Thank you for telling me that. I just appreciate the excitement with you. Yeah, you, The fact that you didn't push your glasses up. I believe uh, that Neil deGrasse Tyson recently said that even the Earth is slightly... It's it, it, it actually slightly meant to be in support, in support of curvy women. He was hitting on someone <laughs> when he said that. I think that it's remembered as the worst movie ever. <laughs> because it is. <laughs> so yeah, I think the reaction is totally fair. <laughs> Bad comedy. The horrible sexism. It can be fun, like, in a weird way. Like, if in your... I don't know, like in a weird, like self-loathing kind of way where you just like want to watch things that are just like terrible, you know, like the real housewives of whatever city. But, you know, like we all like have those like guilty pleasure bullshit movies or shows that we watch. Um, and I think that it can be appreciated for that. Otherwise, it is just awful. If I mean, if you look at all of the movies like in that kind of time, Howard the Duck was really different. You know, it was, like, so different than all the other shit that was happening. And I think that they just wanted to have something that was going to be kind of sci-fi, even though they missed the mark on that. They wanted something to be funny, but they missed the mark on that, too. <laughs> Maybe something with a little bit of action. Also missed the mark on that one. <laughs> but they tried. And I don't know. I mean, who knows what the fuck they were thinking? Like, a duck from space? I don't know. I don't know how... It wasn't just like slandered with like bestiality, <laughs> like <laughs> upsetness. I don't know. It's like it's it's so weird that there was a movie where a human woman was like having sex with a duck. Like if you were like the park and you saw somebody like having sex with a duck, that would be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I guess maybe in the movie he's different because he's from a different galaxy but I still think it's fucking weird I don't know I didn't like it I don't like it <laughs> I didn't like it I don't like it now <laughs> on episode 43 of sci-fi with Jesse Mercury I sat down with the cast of dead drift 
a sci-fi comedy web series that you can find at deaddriftshow.com. Of course, while they were here, I had to ask them about Howard the Duck. So here are Maddie, Ken, and Jason from Dead Drift. I haven't seen Howard the Duck since the nineties, but I loved Howard the Duck. I I get so much hate lately. You know, it's so weird. You watch Howard Howard Duck as a kid, and then you watch it in the first five minutes. You've got duck boobies in the bathtub (laughs) and the Playboy duck. Like no, like I was like, when it hit Netflix, I was like, yes, Howard the Duck. With yeah, I'm gonna watch this. I'm gonna watch it and see if I. Within five minutes, I was like, well, I'm not watching this with the kids for a long time. <laughs> Which is funny because we were kids when we saw oh, it. Oh, yeah. fell in love with it, right? Yeah, well, we were watching Looney Tunes characters drink whiskey, smoke cigarettes, and, you know, batter each other. So, yeah, different time, I guess. I don't know. But, man, I still love me some Howard the Duck. Yeah. Howard. Yeah, <laughs> that song in the lighter. That oh. dude turns into that monster. It was awesome. Yeah. Howard the Duck's flying the hang. The I lighter, love Howard the, the Duck. Go-kart Everybody lighter. hated Howard the Duck. Everybody was like, oh, it. this movie was, I love one of my favorites as a kid. Yeah. Wow. Howard the Duck. <laughs> Leah Thompson? Leah Thompson yeah. was, oh, I had a huge crush on her. Yeah, totally, man. She pushed, yeah. Her, her, her she gave Rainbow Bride a run for her money. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> Tell you what, <laughs> it was a big step for me to real girls. <laughs> All right, we're gonna get into cross examination, so we're gonna debate okay. some questions to try to determine if this movie is remembered fairly. So, question one: Does this movie expand the universe? And since this is this movie is not part of a franchise, this is the first time we've had this. This is literally just talking about when, like, the sci-fi ideas of this movie. This is my very sci-fi specific question. Sure. Do the sci-fi ideas in this movie make you feel like the universe is a bigger place? Yes. That's what I love about science fiction. John says yes. Yes. Why? Because now we know there's a duck planet that <laughs> is exactly like our planet, except that it doesn't have pizza. No pizza. And all the people that are ducks. That bothered me. Bothered he was too, fine man. with milk, but he wasn't okay with pizza. It's a circular Italian food product. I actually, I actually wrote in <laughs> my... brilliant. I wrote in That was my a good line, though. Yeah. Yeah. It was just for that line. It was just so they could do that line. I'm okay with like, it because I like that line. Kids like pizza? Let's I actually pizza wrote, some more. I wrote in my notes, uh, let's discuss uh, animal husbandry on... Uh, Howard's planet because I want to know do they have cows like what they have apes they t- he, he he's familiar with the concept yeah. of apes he was familiar with so, a lot uh, of concepts that I'm not so sure yeah. maybe humans swim around in their ponds and they feed maybe bread to like humans so if, you guys, so if someone served you a fetus over easy would you guys respond the same way he did to the fried eggs well, let's talk about that yes it would yeah, be an embryo like, over easy I mean there are people that <laughs> eat be a, placenta it'd be a, it'd be a different egg. species yeah but placenta because it was a chicken it might even have been specifically duck eggs because they were in a weird sort of Asian Fusion so would you eat place. like a? They were. Oh they had God, duck, ducks man. hanging. The, uh, the waitress. Yeah, I would have much rather watched a movie about that waitress. Her. She, <laughs> was she was great. I aspire yeah. to be her as a waitress. That's what I'm going. You for. should because she was she incredible. Was, she was. Tits. Oh hey, I like your kids. Uh, Halloween costumes really but great. But then I realized Halloween's not for another month. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> okay, so Johnny Johnny thinks doing? it expands the universe. It makes the universe feel bigger. Right. Maddie, what do you think? Um. Yeah, I think so. I think. That wasn't anywhere. Any issues that I had with it uh, weren't that I kind of enjoyed the idea that there was like a duck planet moving happening. Uh, when we got to the part about the aliens invading bodies, I was into it. I wasn't like this is ridiculous. I was I was down. It seemed to it's it worked for me. Also, I just remember those aliens were demons. Yeah, they're from like this weird nightmare verse of yeah. demons. Yeah, Ryan, that's kind of cool. That's not bad. I want to. 
look at this differently and and, and th- could this movie be considered the first uh, film of the the Marvel Cinematic Universe <laughs> cuz that they're coming through like a what's that what's Thor's he's got a rainbow road what's that oh, oh yeah no uh, but he's got a rainbow road too doesn't the he the rainbow bridge who yeah rainbow Heimdall bridge. I remember his name yeah what did Heimdall Please hold. I don't know. Uh, it's a rainbow bridge. I don't know what you're talking. Wait, about. don't tell me. I want to think of it. Um, well, they, it's they teleport between worlds. Like Thor. Yeah. Comes Are we talking from about like from Asuka. Super Mario World? The rainbow? No. No, it's it's no. the rainbow bridge. Is the the rainbow bridge? Yeah. The, the, the butter bridge? Is that what's what it called? About? Butter bridge. Well, there is the rainbow road. <laughs> yes. Just me. All right, fine. Did anyone figure out what the name of the bridge was yet? What's it called? Uh, do, uh, do you want me to tell you? Do you yeah, want to? I'm, I, I know it's an Eric the Viking. Remember that movie? Oh, it's Tim called the, classic. the Tim Robbins. Robbins. It's called the Bifrost. The, the Bifrost. Bifrost. Okay. Yeah, I wanted to make you guess, but then I realized. No, you I know didn't what I'm thinking much. of? I'm too uh, dumb. I would the, never have gotten there. Yeah. I was gonna so, be like, why do you call not one but so two frosts? Katamari Ryan, what you're trying to tell us here is that Heimdall sent Howard the Duck across the Bifrost. Yes. To stop the demons from attacking. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. By manipulating that machine on Earth, yeah, and they they were just like measuring like interstellar uh, dust or something, right? Something like that. So maybe, that machine shouldn't have been able to do anything. Maybe they maybe they, maybe they found a, a gem. Hey, maybe the mind stone. The maybe they put <laughs> yeah. it. They put the mind stone into that weird the device stone. that they right. the duck stone. <laughs> I think it's all connected. So I think it really did. It didn't just ex- it didn't expand the world. It started the world. It wow. started the Marvel Aww. Cinematic Universe. Before there was Iron Man, there was Howard yeah. the Duck. It all started in Cleveland. <laughs> Cleveland. And it connects yeah. the you know Cleveland, the fantastic these other dimensions with the the very real American cities like Cleveland. <laughs> you do that every time. What's that from? It's Beastie Boys. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Nineteen ninety eight. Intergalactic, the BC, you know, you know that song. Yeah, I know that song. Yeah. I just don't Planetary. recognize that part of Planetary it. Me neither. It's just a little thing after the chorus. Huh? Do it again. Do it now. Annika, what do you think? I thought it did a really good job of setting up its universe and then expanding it. I would have liked to see a little bit more backstory on who the actual like dark overlords were. Like they didn't. I sometimes like it in storytelling where they'll do like the kind of like the flash, not flashbacks, but like flashes between like, hey, here's this evil that awoke. Let's see how that'll eventually intersect with our protagonist. So they didn't do that, which kind of bummed me out. Hmm. So for that reason, I felt like the universe was a little lacking. But all in all, it explained why Howard was there. It explained why the Dark Overlords were there. It more or less explained how he got them back and why he wasn't able to get back. So for that reason, it created... Yeah, I would say that it created a universe, expanded it, yeah, and kind of wrapped it up in a nice little package. I'm I'm gonna disagree with all of y'all. I think that uh, it started out with this feeling of expansiveness. We're like, yeah, we're coming from another dimension where all all infinite possibilities can happen, and then he crosses from one infinite possibility to another. I loved that. I all I love that kind of shit. But then once he gets here, he's too similar. Like it, they didn't sell it to me that he's from another dimension. So I stopped believing it. And because of that, it made it feel like 
the, everything just like contracted to me. It's like they only did that to to make a movie about Howard the Duck. Like they they didn't think it through from a sci-fi perspective. They didn't like think it through from a can we make this consistent? There were so many opportunities where they could have done something that would have made me feel like they were kind of blowing my mind with science fiction and they never got there. I guess. I feel like as a rebuttal to that is like the whole point is like Oh, damn, you make a good point. I well, looked no, at it more that... as like a string theory sort of thing where like Uh-oh. Ag- again his <laughs> It's like the show Sliders. Where it's a real similar place, sliders. but it's just slightly different. It's yeah. like how sliders are like burgers, but just slightly smaller. Slightly yeah, but smaller. if he's gonna like freak out because they're serving eggs, but you know, like that—that that was an inconsistency to me. That was that was to me that wasn't. And I guess this is just us interpreting it two different I ways. Think... But to me, that wasn't a bad universe expansion. That was just inconsistent writing, where it's like that, never... and that's where I have the problem. Is how that would he have recognized because because of the because of the inconsistent writing. I didn't buy any of the sci-fi aspects of the story. That's fair. Okay, we 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 have the same issue. We're just coming at it through different. What angles. is sci-fi yeah. again? Science fiction. <laughs> all of those. All I mean, of those. I'm trying to think of something else. I'm not quick enough. I mean, you know, I, I I'm serious. Like you, you've had this conversation before about like trying to figure out exactly what sci-fi is. Oh, I thought Do you want to know what I think sci-fi is? Because because sci-fi I, I, feel is like, looking... I feel like you might be right, but I don't really know why. So to me, good science fiction takes a look at society or like things that you wouldn't question through like the lens of something that you wouldn't expect because of technology or because of something outside of our own planet. I think that's, that's called good... society-fi. Is that not? Society-fi. Society-fi. <laughs> that is actually I love a that. super good def- definition of sci-fi. I like that a lot. I, I talk about sci-fi which, which a lot. I, I know doesn't you do. do. Yeah. <laughs> you look so pitying when you said that. No, I didn't do so, that. So this movie doesn't do that because of Howard the Duck being like exactly the same kind of person as the people on Earth. But that's, it, it doesn't do yeah. that because but I feel like the, nicer. like the point of view of the filmmakers was not to tell, was not to question the universe or not to make you think about the universe or not to make you uh, look at or question society. Because uh, what yeah. I want from this movie is to like bring a duck from another dimension that makes me question our society. That's what I want. Like Stranger right. in a Strange Land, which everyone, including all the listeners, should read because it's a really interesting science fiction yeah. novel. Okay. I also have a criticism that there's... That... <laughs> well, that's that's almost the, uh, the complete opposite of this movie because Stranger in Strange Lands is someone who's human who grew up in a, a completely alien world with yes. a different language oh my God, that and comes awesome. back to ours. He grew so up this on is, Mars. This is someone who comes from a world that is completely like ours, so he can totally exist in our world. He knows everything except pizza and gets freaked out by <laughs> duck, by eggs. And sex. And yeah. all, both those inconsistencies are like in the service of basically jokes. But the thing is yeah. that he just looks different because he's a duck, and that's the only thing that's different about but him. But you don't sacrifice consistent narrative for the sake of a joke. It, that's yes. Well, that's my issue you. as well. Is that, thank like, you. They, yes. they do jokes Absolutely. on both sides. They, they sometimes do the joke of like, oh, everything's the same, even the money. Everything's the same. And then yeah. w- once in a while when they needed some like pepper to throw on a scene, they were like, what if he got freaked out by something totally commonplace? And it's like, he gets it or he doesn't. Right. Um, you don't get to And do it's both. still weird that they try to eat him, those people in that diner. They were seasoning that him was, in his what, clothes. What was that diner? He's wearing what clothes was the deal? and he's talking, speaking English. he's speaking English quite well. You should yeah. not be trying shitty, to eat that guy. Shitty writing. Yeah, yeah there's just like a, a crowd of people writing. standing yeah. around yeah. him. Like there's a dude with a knife ready to chop his fucking head okay, off and he's like the saying, only wait. That's not the only time that happens in that movie. There's like, there's other times where he's, like there's multiple times where people are trying to murder him. 
Yeah. And everyone's yeah. all the like the regular people are crowding around going, yeah, murder Ooh, this guy. Ooh, I just thought of something. It's what if in the infinite possibilities of the multiverse, what if he didn't come to our Earth? What if he went to another Earth where all men are assholes and everyone tries to kill you? Oh, so you are Earth. But that's so regular Earth. Earth. Yeah. yeah. Shit, you're right. Topical. Yeah. Right. Yep, 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 yep. I got really excited for five seconds and you ruined it. <laughs> I'm sorry, did we ruin something but with a joke? Speaking you know, of Power the Duck. Yeah. But it really okay. is. It, I feel like it really, it, it really is like a, it's, it is like a, it's a retread of Back to the Future. So the, that scene was like, how do we have like a slapsticky fight like Marty did with those bullies in that diner, will have him get yeah. attacked by the people in the diner. Why? Ah, oh, they want to eat him. Oh, that's hillbillies. Hillbillies yeah. were like a plot point for a while. Like being yeah. being so backwater, but, you just wanted to like fucking kill stuff. Like used to be a well, character. but yes. I couldn't tell who these these characters were. It was no. like a yeah. Japanese like, Cajun sushi, sushi restaurant. Diner, yeah. Cajun, Cajun, Cajun sushi. Cajun sushi. That's earned in my soul But yeah. also a truck stop <laughs> as always. at the same time. Yeah. I feel like they had this great opportunity to make something kind of like Back to the Future, where it was a comedy that had great sci-fi stakes, like great action adventure stakes, great like love moral stakes. Everything about that movie felt right. You know, the first Back to the Future and the second one, but fuck the third one. But, uh, so, th- because this movie was a comedy, because you're doing something super absurdist, they had this opportunity and they didn't take it. They just, it's just so vanilla. Like, nothing really happens in the first, I mean, the second hour, yes, there's stuff that I like in the second hour. The first hour, they don't examine this uh, in a way that's fun or funny. And I don't expect it to be like, like a deep examination. I'm just like, use humor to examine our culture. That's I all I wanted from this movie. And they I didn't agree. really do it. Yeah, it's pretty slapped together. Yeah. It really is. It could have been two mo- Well, it shouldn't have been. But yes, it should have been just back half. That would have been great. Yeah. He comes through. You could even have them come through together. This duck came through. Let's focus on the duck. Hey, did you notice that scientist was asking, like acting weird? What about that one? They're being weird. Oh my God, they're possessed. That would have been an awesome movie. Totally. I totally would have watched. Or a TV show. Yeah, oh. I was I was thinking how this or movie, a comic book. <gasps> you know what? You know what movie I love that I feel like or this movie is really close to book. was uh, the first Austin Powers, where the first Austin Powers oh, is like yeah. kind of an adventure action movie that's a comedy, and the second half of this felt like that to me, and I love that kind of shit. I love it so much. And there was just a pervy white thing walking around, Can all we... confused with weird with a weird bill. Real quick, he was like frozen, <laughs> right? And then he came back. Yeah, he got yeah. cryogenically Okay, frozen. I just wanted to make sure I was thinking of the right. I yeah, haven't yeah, seen yeah. that movie since it was. Uh, culturally the, appropriate. Uh, the first one, I, I love the first one, and I felt so like the, Howard the Duck is a character in which you can do something like Austin yes. Powers, like a, a straight up fish out of water story. Right. Yeah, you have a card where you like, be like, let's look at. Yeah, culture. I mean, with with Austin Powers, they were kind of joking about how society has progressed. Yeah, which was awesome. I mean, I love that, and they they could have done something like joking about how our society. Uh, is viewed through someone who comes from a place that is very similar but a little bit different through yes. an absurdist yeah. lens. Quick like, aside, Philip K. Dick style, like uh, but they you really know, did it. Hitchhiker's yeah. Guide style absurdist lens. And I'm they also glad they didn't try to do- go like a District 13 route and be like, "This is like racial commentary," because that would have been horrifying. Although this white fucking duck is District 13, like the fifth ladies, movie in the series nine, of District eight. Nine. I'm so bad at numbers. Well, it's almost like they <laughs> they were. <laughs> <laughs> District 13 is the unlucky one. Shut up! I mean, they're all unlucky. Sorry, that wasn't to it's you. It's like Jaws 26, District 13. District 13 is the parkour movie, right? <laughs> Isn't that? It's like a French parkour movie. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Yes, I think That's not, that wasn't a joke. But that is. No, I think it is. Okay. Anyway, 
Uh, yeah, they, they don't really do any of that. I think it There's looks no like they're parkour going to... Uh, when he goes to get the There's job... A, a disturbing lack go. of parkour in there, there is a little bit of parkour in he Howard the Duck. He did Quack-foo. Quack-foo is a load of fucking bullshit. Just taking everything and replacing it with a duck word is the worst writing ever. Yeah, like, but I think that's probably what they did in the comic book. I don't know though because I didn't, I didn't remember it. But if you probably. do it, in, if you earn it, you can do it. But if that's like your main source of humor and nothing is funny, then it, it sucks. Well, if he's just like an advertising guy and he knows like kung fu, that doesn't make any sense. It I, doesn't make any sense. He studied quack fu before he learned how to be a copywriter for. He took classes company. for self defense. It's a normal thing to do for exercise. He's oh, a master. I, I don't know. Was master. there like? Was there like? Well, trophies? he's boasting. He's were trying to like, scare those guys off. Yeah, there I hear that Howard the Duck in the comics actually joined the Defenders at one point, which is like the street level Avengers. Yes. Oh yeah, <laughs> Defenders are red. And I think he was just like cracking wise, but I don't know. I haven't read defenders it. Defenders are it's like Daredevil and. Uh, who? Who else? Uh, Here's the Punisher. Man's heroes. Yeah. Iron Fist. Right? I Iron Fist. Yeah. Luke Cage. Yeah. I only know this because I know those are the shows coming up on Netflix. <laughs> those are, those are Moving shows. on. It's too parallel to the human reality, right? So sci-fi is it expands your perception of of the universe because it's things that you would never really think of of experiencing or, or seeing and. This is just like regular human reality in the 80s, but with a duck instead of some guy, right? <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just normal human world, but with ducks instead of people. That's not expanding our view of the universe. All right, next next uh, question in our cross examination of Howard the Duck. <laughs> Do the visuals support the story? Do the visuals support the storytelling? Yeah. So this is not just like, does the movie look good? This is, were the choices that they made in service of the story for the visual storytelling? Like, were they trying to tell a visual story that combined with what they were writing? Or were they just doing something to see if they could? I want to admit a bias real quick. I don't, I don't, George Lucas and I have a complicated relationship, but I do think I'm a big fan of how he uses puppets and, and like really goes for it with uh, special effects and stuff. Yeah. So I really enjoyed a lot of the work in the movie uh, just because it was before a lot of C, was any of it CG? No. Was it all something else? So I read one thing was, was actually computer generated in this movie. When Howard was flying down the hallway in the very beginning, they removed the wires with computers, which was actually groundbreaking at the time. That's still pretty super cool. cool. Super cool. And, and had they needed to, I bet they could have found a way to keep some, I don't know, to keep the wires out. So I'm a big fan of like doing cool effects without, I, I, not that there's anything wrong with CG, I just am interested in other ways of doing stuff. Yes. And I thought they did you. some really cool things without computers. So uh, in that regard, I don't know, in terms of it serving the story, the writers have to give you a story before your visuals can serve the story. Great point. But I thought they were good visuals. I liked them. Big fan. Awesome. I love it. John. Yeah, I agree. The, the story was a little bit weak and so they're, but the visuals were awesome. They, I think, I think it was just an excuse for the visuals. They just wanted uh, to like. I think they just does, wanted that, to do so all, all these awesome In that case, I guess we have to debate: Does the story support the visuals? No, no. not not yeah. not as much as it could. They put all of their budget into visuals and not and none of it in writing, which I've complained about before. Yeah. This is terrible writing. So, yeah. but it's well, awesome looking, and I and I love just looking at it. I could watch it with writing. the sound off. 
You can just yeah. find but then I don't get the music. Pay a guy to write it. Ryan, what do you think about Ryan? What do you think about the duck suit? Do you buy the duck suit? I think it looks good. I think the whole thing looks good. That was one of the biggest complaints. Is that people didn't think the duck suit looked good? What? I was fine with the duck suit. I thought it looked fine. His eyes were creepy, but like maybe a giant duck would have creepy looking eyes. (laughs) You know what's great about a duck suit is that you don't have to do lips, so you don't have to worry about lip sync. That was actually a very good point. Do you think that he was from the same world that the Mighty Ducks were from? Because they were from, no, they were from they Puck World. They look very similar. <laughs> Puck yeah. World, I think, was where they were from. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, I mean, like, in the in the animated show. There was an, an animated show about Yeah, the, the Mighty, Mighty Ducks, Ducks were actually, like, ducks from space, from hmm. a planet called Puck World. That sounds incredible. Yeah, Puck it's world? great. Um, next to Duck World. <laughs> it's just a huge hockey also puck. Next to, because to fuck Muck logic. World yeah. and Tuck World and... Tuck, Tuck World, where all the gymnasts world. live. Yeah. I was going to go with Buffalo Bill style, where all the dudes just <laughs> they both were walking around. Would you fuck me? Yeah. <laughs> so let's explore this for a second, because I've never thought about this from the other point of view. Um, if the visuals are good enough to be interesting, does that warrant a film's existence? And I'm thinking of Avatar right now, because I feel like Avatar was just an excuse to make a bunch of CG nonsense, and I don't give a shit about it. Um, but with Howard the Duck, I, the, the visuals in this, there was some like really interesting stuff. Like the the monster at the end, I loved. I loved it so much. And I know it looks fake as fuck, but it's fun as shit. I think it's perfectly... I'm biased because one of my favorite films ever made is just a... Sh- uh, not a shitty, but it's a documentary about a snowboarder. But it has this amazing soundtrack and beautiful cinematography. And for that reason, I love it. So I'm going to say that, yeah, I think having really, really good visuals is a perfectly good reason to have a movie. Yeah. Like like Blade Runner is a, a good example where Blade Runner has some stuff under the surface, but mostly it's just like fucking candy for your eyeballs. Yeah. It's gorgeous. It's yes. maybe the most gorgeous movie I've ever seen. And it doesn't necessarily matter when you watch that movie, like what is happening, because you're just drinking up these incredible cityscapes that nothing like you've ever seen, where it just really takes you there because it's so real. And and that's a situation where the visuals are so artistic, where I feel like it doesn't matter like what story they tell. It's still worthwhile. Howard the Duck, I'm on the fence about this because yeah. like, I feel like, yes, they did some cool stuff with like animatronics. They did some cool stuff with puppetry and uh, and like uh, stop motion animation. But I don't know if there's anything in this movie that like warrants its existence just from a visual standpoint. Well, and like okay. they they could still have written the movie better. Like they could have yeah. still set up this movie when all of those things could have happened, and they, it just could have just they could have had like a one more one more pass by the writers room. Yeah, because yeah, Blade uh, Runner is like, like not poorly written. You know, like yeah. it's what you ha- there's just not that much dialogue, but what you have is actually compelling. Yeah. I mean, it's a great fucking movie. Also, I, can, I always you know. felt like the whole movie of Howard the Duck was like, it was like somebody lost the script and they were like, George Lucas, what does this person say? And he's like, I don't know. He says something about how weird it is to be a duck. And then the actor's <laughs> like, it's really weird to be a duck. And they're like, cool, next scene. Like, it just felt like yeah. they lost the actual lines did he, in the did movie. Did he even write it or he just produced it? Though, he just produced right? it. I don't think he had that much to do with it. Well, yeah. I still blame him. I still blame him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So. <laughs> yes, Maddie. It's, we're on the same page, fine. Maddie. The only thing that needs to exist for evil to exist or whatever the quote is, is, is for George, George Lucas? Lucas to not do anything about it. <laughs> I think for its its time, I remember watching it as a kid and it, like it, the visuals like blew my mind. Watching it as an adult now where we have so much better technology, it's like, you know, I mean, it sucks the way <laughs> the movie does. <laughs> but... For its time, yeah, I think that it's it's pretty cool. 
I don't know. I mean, when I was a kid, I bought it. I thought he was a duck in a suit. Not not a human in a duck suit, but a duck in a human suit. <laughs> this is not what you had in mind, huh? <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> okay, moving on. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about suspension of disbelief. Does this movie make you believe? Do you believe in the world? Does it... Does it suspend your disbelief? I do, but I believe in that duck 100%. I believe he's a real guy in that suit, and I and I want him to make out with Leah Thompson. I don't necessarily want to be there when it happens, but I want it to happen for him. Did you just say you want to make out with Leah Thompson but not be there when it happens? No, I want so like your ephemeral the duck form? to make out. I want them to be together. I think they should. I don't need to, to watch it. I think that's okay that that's not in the movie. But I think that they end up together romantically at the end, and I and I yeah. and I like it when they're in a band together because he had dreams of of you know he played that little he song. He got on stage by accident. He plays bad music, but that's okay. He's you know he's got the whole duck thing going on. He shreds hard. So yeah. like you know it doesn't matter that his music's like it's pretty good, but come on. So that's a yes, uh, Annika. I. <laughs> I have a hard time with the concept of suspension of disbelief. Interesting. What do you mean? <laughs> I don't want to say I don't know what it means because I do know what it means, but like I have a hard time applying it to things, okay. I guess. Like I have a hard time doing it in my own. Is, is, there, is there a movie that just like took you along for the ride where you forgot that you were even watching a movie or just like engrossed in the story? Um, literally the only, the only thing I can name that ever did that for me was the Sabrina the Teenage Witch TV show. Uh, (laughs) Wow. Just because it was so close to taking place in my own life because I was the right age and everything. Uh, That was a great show. I love that show. So I think I have a hard time with suspension of disbelief because I so rarely identify with any, any film or any TV show. So this was another one that I was like, oh, this is a thing that I'm watching. Like it didn't take me for a ride it was just constructed okay. for me start to finish but that's yeah unfortunately most things i watch which is why i no longer feel joy no Fair well enough. i'm just a, i'm just a sad man i love it she's just smiling but the rest of us are quite sad now i don't know i feel like i can kind of get on board with anything uh, I, have, I, have a, I have a brain that can jump on board with nonsense pretty fast but there were just so many moments where it was just like if I'm going to be on this ride with you, stop taking the ride to weird, creepy places. Like, <laughs> let me be on board with this. See, my problem. And then they yeah. were like, no, this creepy thing. And like, he's going to try to finger this chick or whatever. <laughs> like, I'm trying to be on your team here, man. It's not so much the ride going weird places. It'd be like if you were on a ride and every 10 minutes it was someone going, uh, just like a PA announcement being like, you are on a ride. <laughs> this is a ride. Please stay on this ride. Yeah. yeah. Please oh keep my your God. You are so right. That's exactly how I like. felt. Yeah. Yeah. It's like every 10 minutes, it's like, you are watching a movie, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Am I breaking the fourth wall? You can't tell. You don't know where my eyes are pointing because I'm a duck suit. I had that problem. Yeah. I couldn't tell if he was doing like a soliloquy or breaking the fourth wall early on in the film. Interesting. Oh. Interesting. Jonzo, what do you think? Uh, suspension. Well, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know if I ever get that feeling either. So I don't know. Really? I is this just me? I mean, I, I mean, wrote no, these I, questions. I'm, so. I'm all about it. I'm all about it. I, I feel try, like it's like a huge I'm thing. I'm trying I, to lift my feet off the ground every time I'm watching things. I'm like, I'm gonna try to get. I'm gonna totally. try to go. I'm gonna try to go. Like the first yeah. time I watched Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, I forgot that I even existed. Yeah. It was That's a beautiful I mean, experience. When I watched Media. Avatar, it was like that. But that was IMAX 3D. <laughs> Huh. That was full immersion. I only do that with books. I've never done that with... Um, that's fucking badass, yeah, though. I mean, not enough people do that. Oh. I do that with books. Oh, I, my God. Yeah, uh, I took a Kalatopin once and saw Fantasia 2000 in the IMAX. I for, <laughs> forgot about my body Everybody for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you took a what? Kalatopin. I don't know. Some What's pill. That? Someone gave it's it to pill, me. It's a pill, bruh. 
I won't try. I don't know. It's, I don't, you I don't dabble cool. with pills very often, yeah, so I can't like tell you much about it. No one knows what it is. They just know that it sounds dangerous and yeah, fun. It, it made me feel floaty. I feel like you'd be really fun to take pills with. I don't think or I... take pills from. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Pillcast, the only pills. podcast dedicated Haven't to pills. Haven't we done drugs together? I feel like we have. I no. don't know. I'm fun. He was in a lot of fun for that. I'd be fun to do drugs with. You'd also be fun to not take pills with. Because you're <laughs> a fun wanna, guy. If you got some pills, let's do <laughs> let's it. Let's do it. I, 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 I can either do pills or not do pills with you. You want to do some profen? Yeah. What's that? It doesn't matter. You guys want to turn pill? Got some pill in my bag? Sweet. Sci-fi on trial. Sci-fi on loads. Definitely, <laughs> definitely pro pills. <laughs> very, pills. very pro pills. Not guilty. What's not wait, wait, what were we talking about, John? I got some smart drugs suspension from the UK. So, John, you don't, you don't, you don't have suspension of disbelief either. Like, what, what has suspended your disbelief? No, not that much. Because uh, I can't think of a movie. I mean, it's always. But I'm it's always just, really excited yeah. about. I get excited about movies because I love filmmaking. I like, like, I like looking at it and hearing mm-hmm. the sounds and everything. So you appreciate really it from like a, a technical point of view, but not like an emotional point of view. Is that what you're saying? Well, I get emotional, but I don't usually. It most of the time I don't get like really swept up huh. into it. Yeah, same. Uh, Bummer, guys. It's I'm not sure. as bad as it sounds. Yeah, it's, it's, it's. How would you know? It's like people that don't dream; they don't understand what they're missing. They're also I mean, usually uh, sociopaths. I mean, it's the same with music. You know, since I'm a musician. Yeah. You're a musician. Yeah. When you listen to music, are you like, I know how all that stuff's being done, so like... I don't listen to music often, but when I do, it's the music that takes me away. I'm like on the bus on the way home, I'm miserable from like having a bad, shitty day at work. I'm like holding my hands over my headphones because I can't get it loud enough. Just like trying to travel. Right. I'm listening to Tame Impala, Let It Happen... And it's just like taking me fucking away. Right. But for me, like, that's what it's all about for me. But I feel like the technical things can take me away as much. Absolutely. as... Absolutely. That's why I don't listen to music often because it has <laughs> it has to be technically perfect for me to get there because oh, okay. because I know how I know how like the bread and butter is made. You know, I know what went into the stew. So if they can <laughs> if they can fool me, I know how the sausage is made. Yeah. Various that's, other foods. That's, a good that's literally the analogy I was trying to make, but I couldn't remember the word sausage. What is a stew? Bread and butter, stew, bread and yeah. butter are both made Bread and butter and stew. I have yes. no idea they how butter together. is made. Yeah. <laughs> and I know so, what happens. Yeah, so like when, when music is like mixed and mastered and recorded and performed so well that it takes me away, it's like a religious experience to me. Right. And like, like Tame Impala gives me that. The new Tame Impala album gives me that. And there's so many movies that give me that because I'm I'm not as well versed in how well, movies are made as I am with music. These days, what I do is when I, I if I can want, if I can find a movie on YouTube, which is like the only site that allows slow motion. Oh, I, put, I, I watch know that. I watch movies in slow motion if I can. That's cool. Why? And that just like turns it into a different thing. It's great. Doesn't well, everyone it's not... sound all like? Whoa. Well, no, it's it's it doesn't slow the pitch, but it like. It like digitally. It just it sounds weird. It just how does it? I don't. It's understand. it's it, also, that's why it you cuts it up. It's like you can hear watching slow mo. <laughs> yeah, watch it in fast motion. Let your brain have some fun. <laughs> well, yeah. Take either way, it's, take some ludes. But like uh, <laughs> take fast some forward sometimes, man. I like how pro drugs this whole thing came. But like, it's still yeah. it's, it's one of your favorite movies. But you, you know you still don't suspend your disbelief during it. I mean, yeah, I, that's really interesting to I me. I know that it's like I know it's still a movie, but like. I'm for like if I'm not thinking about it for like most of it, you know, or like at least during the moments I can get caught up in. It's like there are times I'm aware it's a movie, I'm not completely well, yeah, lost yeah. in it. 
but you know, for the if it for the most part is entertaining enough, I'm not thinking about oh, what, how did they do this scene or yeah. yeah there's definitely moments that, that happen of not as much with this movie. Yeah, but like you know, the other day when we were watching Buckaroo Banzai, yeah. yeah. That was taking me away for a weird ride. Yeah, at points. That's what, I'm but not all about. the time. Because a lot of time, I was like, "Oh, that's a cool decision they made." To be fair, but, the venue you, you know. watch it in matters a lot. Like I watched Howard the Duck last night with my computer on my lap, and my cat kept walking in front of the screen and like sitting on the keyboard. So like, yeah, I think part of it is I didn't get pulled into it just because, like, if you watch something in a the theater, you're gonna because it's dark, you lose your sense of self. Like I yeah. think that factors in. Yeah, so. more likely to do that in a theater. Definitely. Interesting. Yeah. I, so to me, because we like uh, Anna couldn't force, they couldn't make it but the four of us watched it together um, with the purpose in mind of talking about it later. So I found myself a little more invested than I think I would have been otherwise because I did not like the first hour so much so that when the second hour came around and things interested me, I was invested. Like when that battle came at the end, I it was kind of taking me away a little bit. Oh, yeah. And the one thing you that... Were, that's confirmation bias. You were not confirmation bias, but you were looking for something to like about it, I feel like. So maybe... Well, had you seen it before? I'd never seen it before. But what's wrong with looking for something to like about anything? Well, that's looking positive. For something to was, like. But no. Yeah. I think... But the problem is that you're not... That's not representation of the average viewer's... People don't watch movies knowing they're going to discuss it later. So I think it's hard to be like, hey, this is this is representational of how everyone feels about it. This is how I feel about it as a person because you're going into it going, oh, this is how I felt about it, knowing that I'd have to talk about how I felt about it. Does that make sense? It's this weird. But I always do that. Like for me, I almost never watch movies alone or if I do I mean uh, in the theaters or if I'm at home and I watch a movie alone I have to talk to someone about it I'm because I'm like this really open person and nothing to me exists unless another person knows about it like if a tree falls in the woods I agree yeah like I if no one sees it then I get depressed that's the end of the, <laughs> yeah yes, that's the end yes, of that yes. for me so I guess I, but I do think there is still some element of like Schrodinger's cat where it's like by yeah. by knowing that you're going into it with that was a shitty analogy. Point being, I think that affected how I watched it. That probably affected how you watched it to a yeah. degree. Well, maybe but, not you, but But, but it's else. interesting. I, I agree, but I think it made me dislike the first half more than I would have otherwise and like the second half more than I would You're have otherwise. You're more invested. So in I think it, it just another. heightened both sides of the experience for okay. me. All right. I can get behind that. The other thing that, that suspended my disbelief was the duck costume. I, I bought the duck as a character. I never really questioned... I didn't really question that. I didn't think to myself, like, this is bullshit that they tried to do this. I'm like, okay, that's yeah. how this duck looks. I, I buy did. it. I did, yeah. too. I will yeah. get behind that. Well, you know, some that that's the thing that, like, cause sometimes he would be walking like, like an adult, and sometimes he'd be walking like a kid, and sometimes he'd be walking like a robot, and... uh that took it out from, took it away, that, uh, that took me out of it. Depending if he was played by an adult, child, or robot. Right. I yeah. did not yeah. pick up on that. That's really interesting. Um, I thought he had a very endearing gait. Whenever I saw him walk, I liked him more. It would suspend my disbelief more to see him walk. So be like, oh, he's a little waddle. He's got a little duck waddle. Huh. Yeah. A little duck butt. Which is now, we know, just an adult with dwarfism. So we're all assholes, actually. Hooray! <laughs> in a giant suit, though. I dare you to, I defy you know. to wear a duck suit yeah. and not waddle. That actor's probably well, doing some I movement work there. Well, I accept that challenge, madam. I think that you can go along for it when you watch it because you are choosing to do that. Um, unlike real sci-fi that really captures your imagination, where you feel like the is like an actual alternate reality. 
right? You actually, you you kind of fall into the story and you, and you believe it to be true for what it is being told to you. Um, where this, it's, you kind of just like make yourself believe it because it's going to be fun to believe it. Not because it's like really impactful. So for every movie, I, we have the same questions that we debate. But then we always have a special question. Something unique to that movie. What is it about this movie that we definitely need to discuss? And for this movie, it's not really a question for me. It's just something that we need to discuss is the sexism. Because that was the thing that really bothered me. I didn't even notice any sexism. Are you serious? I'm such a bad feminist. (laughs) Wow. Uh, I was like, the whole movie long, I was just absolutely blown away by the crazy... um, sexist world that this movie took place in they won't let leah thompson drive (laughs) (laughs) they're always trying to get they're they're trying to put overlords in her body for apparently no reason he's like you need your body to bring him through but then at the end she's not strapped down she they're just coming anyway they're coming through the portal yeah, that was not coming through her, her that body. That was just an excuse to have her tied down and going. No, yeah, there was a yeah. lot of damsel in distress. She, she was well, I mean, very this, strong. Why did they need to? Why did she need to be the one? Because like, yeah, why wasn't she the one on the airplane flying with? Howard right. Why did we need it Tim Robbins at all? The eighties. The specific thing that I'm talking about here is the he fact sucked. that like every man in this movie was a complete asshole. That yeah. every man was an asshole, and then the women kind of like responded positively to that. It's like, oh, you're such an asshole, and now I want to make out with you. You know, uh, unfortunately, I do you have know to say how that. our manager is. He just steals from us. I accepted that. That is probably pin. the one place where I did suspend my disbelief because I was like, oh, this movie was made during a time when people were okay with like the hyper with the toxic max- masculinity, yeah. which we don't have a problem with at all anymore. Am I right, no, guys? Toxic masculinity that. is actually the perfect way to describe it. It, it wasn't. This is it wasn't that, like, unrealistic. Well, no. this is something yeah. that I really struggled with little, as a kid. It was a little heightened. I feel. Like. I don't know. I every time she walks alone. Have you been to Cleveland? Gonna... Yeah. <laughs> I, I resent I personally really resent the myth that like women can never ever ever walk alone at night. Yeah. I think it's a myth. I do. I think it's like a on purpose myth to like keep well, women at home because men are more likely to get assaulted walking around alone than women. Not that women don't live in a dangerous universe. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying don't tell a, me not to leave my fucking house. No, it's and a, movies uh, like this perpetuated the myth for a really long time. I agree. I think that this movie right. perpetuated a lot of myths that that really bothered me. Like when I was a kid, uh, I was told over and over again by women that they wouldn't date me because I was too nice. Uh, and I think it's because Ew. we have this weird stereotype in our society that women like assholes. It's um, that's cheap, valid. It's cheap writing devices. The women always being a danger uh, of uh, being assaulted if they're alone. It's just so that they can be assaulted and then saved by someone or something that happens. But like that's that. why it didn't get under my skin because I looked at it and I just kind of took it in holistically where instead of going, hey, I have an issue with the the lack of strong POC characters. I have an issue with the lack of strong female characters. I was like, oh, this is a shitty 80s movie, so there are going to be zero non-stereotypical black characters. There's going to be zero non-stereotypical female characters. So for that reason, I didn't even notice the sexism. That's a great point. Should we judge this against modern standards or against against the 80s? I would judge it against female characters in the 80s. Yeah. But they okay, great. So yeah, let's judge it against the, the 80s. 80s. There were strong female characters in the 80s. I think there were exceptions to it the rule. It was the rule, 1980s, not the 18. Like they yeah. were not. It's not that long ago. I mean, it I can't think of anything like in Back to the Future that just like screamed of horrible sexism to me. Well, that movie got to do the thing of like it's the 50s. 
Like it's oh, like, it got yeah. to go to the fifties, and like the fifties right. are yeah. colored as a very stereotypically like women in skirts, men in pants. Blah, and blah, blah, but blah, it was blah. interesting because like Lorraine McFly is the one who's kind of like pushing for the sexual she's encounter. Sexually aggressive. That's yeah, she's sexually aggressive, and yeah. I actually really appreciate that. I I'm gonna have to agree with Ryan. It felt like it was just kind of tired writing of the time where they probably could have written strong female car- characters, but those are hard to write and that would require it's not, depth. You just At write a man and then no, no, change I, his I agree yeah. with you, Maddie, but I from that perspective it was uh that's too much work. Let's go with like a boring tired trope. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it was almost like it wasn't like sexist on purpose. It was like oh this is just this is how people write movies right now. Yeah. So let's yes. just put that's in those That's how it felt. Th- that type of dialogue. And that to me is dangerous. Like that to me is a dangerous way to perpetuate like popular media. Well, I don't think any any like shitty writing of women was ever like a bunch of men in a boardroom being like, hey, I know what we're gonna do. We're gonna like <laughs> oppress women further by like not considering their characters well enough. That's just like that was always the problem was like yeah. shitty writing. It's like, interesting that was like, always the issue. And 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 like that's a hundred percent true in this movie. I also feel like uh like sexism against men as well. I mean, obviously, you know, not as necessarily as big of a problem. Gender issues for but, everyone. Um, like the way that men were written in this movie was something that, like, when I was watching movies as a kid and not feeling like the type of guy who could be an asshole or the not not the type of guy who would want to like rape you know, a girl in the street. Yeah, like stalk women in the streets. I'm like. Is this what men are supposed to be? And yeah. that's fucking yeah. dangerous too, you yeah. know? Like you, then you're setting up men to be like this like the negative thing. Yeah, where men like Tim Robbins' character is is like written to be like earnest and kind Ex- and well-intentioned and, 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 no, and but he, he also and a complete asshole too. But he was also like, "No, no sex tonight, dear," because uh, he had to because he wanted to like work on this thing. I don't remember that part. That was like uh, when when he like brought in the pizza in the in the green he's room. Dating yeah. one of the girls in the he's band. He's dating band. one of the yeah. women in the band. Oh, I didn't pick up on that. Okay, and he's that suspended my disbelief. And he I goes, "No sex tonight." And I was, <laughs> I was like, "Okay, That's so either you're a jerk or you're a jerk." Yeah, I the. The characterizations of pretty much everyone in this movie really bothered me. Like, I didn't like anybody. And I think that's at the core of why I didn't really like the movie, is that I just... Did, I, I felt like there was no character in this movie that was written as a character. They were just people that were put into tropes that were popular, and they thought that it would do well. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Just in general, like, the right the consideration was just like, it doesn't matter. And so then that's what happens. Yeah. yeah, they were not concerned with fleshing out real, like, multidimensional characters. The thing sure. that the thing that I think bothered me was like the, the the danger they got in in the second half, like the fight with the manager and the fight, like the aliens and fighting the people in the diner. Those were all hilarious, very interesting fights to me. That like didn't start with like I don't know a chick gets in trouble. Like they had it in them to write the cool stuff. They just should have cut the other ones. Yeah, I want to live in a world where you can write a chick gets in trouble, and it's okay. Because you also write a dude gets in trouble. Like when when you have a world where it's equal, where you write both yeah. and you can do whatever you want that serves the story and is the story that you want to tell. Um, I feel like we're at the point right now where we can't do that because it's been so backwards for so long that we need to course correct and kind of uh, like that's why I, I really appreciate the new Star Wars so much. And the the whole idea of people saying that Ray was a Mary Sue like really upset me. Do you, do you have you heard What's about that? No, I don't know what that is. Uh, a Mary Sue is, is like this trope of a a female who's unrealistically good at everything, um, which oh. is bullshit because every male like hero ever has been too good at everything. Yes. So the fact that we even have a word for it for females offends me. That's like Luke yeah, that's Skywalker funny. is a Mary Sue if you slap a vagina between his legs. Yes. Yeah. So 
Ray is a Luke Skywalker. She's not Mary Sue. She's like she's a hero who's naturally good at things, and it's like not fair that people are. There was a big thing all over the internet about how Ray was. Do you know why why it's called Mary Sue? Is that based on a particular? I I read it and I don't remember why because I'd never heard of it before before this whole Ray thing came up. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So so we do need to course correct right now because there are so many people that are so full of shit. That we really, we really need to show them that the opposites of their preconceptions are true, and then we can move forward and tell whatever type of stories that we want to. Yeah, I think this movie could have been full of Leah Thompson saving Howard. I think Tim Robbins, he could have got tied up. Why can't the overlords come through his body, you know? Tie him down. He's an idiot. Also, the men. I just, <laughs> uh, I love it. was like guy. a lot of like weird, just totally unnecessary, like sexualizing of things. And just like they should yeah. have just like also sexualized a male duck. Like, why couldn't we see? Why couldn't we see like? To be I fair, agree. we're still duck dealing with dick. that issue in like current, current uh, Game of Thrones. The fact that like there's tons of female nudity and they're only just now kind of being like, let's have some male nudity. Well, so season one, yeah. there were so many dicks and I was so appreciative of that. Yeah. Like, if you're going to sexualize, do it equally. I, I'm... I love sexualization. I'm not like saying that sexualization is bad yeah, at all. I am anti all sexualization because I'm a huge prude. And it makes me so uncomfortable. <laughs> that is 100 percent not true. <laughs> no, that is actually true. In movies, it makes me very uncomfortable. Really? Yes. Is there wine left over there? In the books, <laughs> no. in the books, oh. there's in the books, there's so much more sex stuff. Yeah, I can in read Game about of Thrones? it. Yeah, it's like a hundred times more. I feel like there was more in the show than there was in the books. Show don't tell. I can. Game of Thrones on trial <laughs> next time. Um, oh my god. If you have a soapbox that I could stand on quickly, I think it's pretty on par for the sexism of all the movies from that time and, and a lot of movies now, you know, where it's like some woman in trouble, some man comes to save her and she falls in love with him, you know? It's like that same old, like, women can't um, protect themselves or take care of themselves. They need some guy to come in and, like, be the white knight and hero you know and um and it's presented in a way that women can't take care of themselves because they're just sex objects we don't have any brains we don't have any like empowerment at all we're just like a body that is just like meant to be like used and objectified you know and there's women especially in 1986 were were just presented that way all the time Let's talk about the film's legacy. So, the film's legacy is basically that it is now used as a punchline. Uh, so, what do we think about that now that we've kind of unpacked the movie a little bit? I think that's hmm. I think that's fair at times because it is so it's so absurd that it's an easy punchline to use where you can be like, oh well, Howard the Duck is now kind of this like. You can hold it up as being like, oh, well, it tried something so completely out there that you can compare stuff to it. It's become this like litmus of like, how absurd is this? Is this Howard the Duck absurd? But I feel like it's become a punchline for the wrong reasons. It's become a punchline for the fact that it tried something completely unique and different. And yeah, granted, it had shitty writing, but it should be. Yeah, it should be like the like non-dimensional characters and that like you guys talked about, like. The sexism, which I still was like, oh, I didn't notice that, but whatever. <laughs> um, I think that's why it should be considered shitty, not for the fact that they tried something novel. I don't feel like they tried anything that novel. I feel really? like it's just a pretty standard 80s sci-fi adventure 
like weird science. It's very much a retread of Back to the Future. It's not any worse than Masters of the Universe, which is also kind of a Back to the Future retread as well. Okay, in my defense, I know what, absolutely wait, nothing about 80s sci-fi, and I'm now well, realizing hold that Hold on a second. The- Masters of the, of the Universe is a Back to the Future retread? Sure. They're why they're <laughs> traveling. They got a, they got they're crossing from their one place to another. There's some device that that's broken that they have to fix to get back. It's all the same shit. They're like, okay. "Ooh, we don't understand fast food." You know, it's all, it's the same movie. They were like, it worked really well. Let's, it's the same thing they did with Star Wars. The same thing they did in the 90s with Pulp Fiction. They tried to make a million Pulp Fiction movies (laughs) because if something works, even kind of, they're like, let's do that as many times as And that's all this is. This this was some idea that, that, that uh, uh, George Lucas had that he didn't use because it was probably dumb and it is kind of dumb. And then they were like, let's, do you have anything that could possibly be like Back to the Future? Well, what about, got this Howard the Duck thing, that's kind of like that. Ah, that's good enough. And they just <laughs> fucking pounded it out, and it's a piece of shit. <laughs> there we go. Wow. That that's was all so well said. Summary, I yeah. enjoyed it, because when I was a kid, I wanted to see I more like- Back to the Future things. <laughs> yeah. And so it was like, hey, this is similar enough, it's kind of Ghostbusters-y, Back to the Future-y, it's, it's, it's in that wheelhouse. Yeah. And I love that shit. Back yeah. in, I love wheelhouses. Yeah, I love <laughs> anything that's a house that's got wheels, or is round in the shape of... Oh, a wheel. A I'm into a roundhouse. Hey, can you define a wheelhouse for me, Ryan? A wheelhouse is, I that, think that's it's a, a base- railroad That's term. a baseball term. Yeah. Oh, is it? Is a, it really? I believe. Is it? I think so. It's I like, hear it so many times on Celebrity like, Apprentice, I don't know what it means. I think it's something about, like, the area in which you're I thought it was a thing. thing. I, I don't know. I thought it was a basketball sports. thing. I thought it was the space that you kept a wheel in. <laughs> so did I. I thought it was. It like might a, be both. It's a basketball. A wheelhouse thing. is a part of a boat or ship serving as shelter for the person at the wheel. Wow. Well, also, it's a part of a batter strike zone, most likely to produce a home run. See, Killer. It is. Uh, yes, right in, in my wheelhouse. wheelhouse. Right in your wheelhouse. Oh, that actually, yeah, it's the ladder definition it that makes more sense. It's yeah. so I never I'm stopped to consider the fact that I didn't know what that meant of. until just now. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to ruin. I didn't mean to unsuspend our disbelief. But no, it's fine. I don't know what that term means. Just derailed good. my <laughs> rant. That was pretty much over. It's okay. That just derailed it, my wheel. It was done. I was <laughs> done. But that's all it is. I think it's. I think it has the bad rap that it kind of. I don't think it's the worst movie ever. I think yeah. there's a lot of movies that are equally bad. I think worse. that so part of the legacy I think is that because they tried something a little bit weird. What's so weird about this movie? What's so different about this that he's a duck? I don't. It's like weird and smutty though. Smutty. Like, I think, yeah. So I think smutty. the source material was weirder and smuttier, and yes, they but it's not. They kind of like calmed it down to make it something that they thought would appeal to mainstream audiences. But like, and if anything, like that's the legacy of this movie is that when you do that, it fails. Hi. Uh, uh, who framed Roger Rabbit is just as equally a cartoon uh, character uh, in real life people it's he is kind of smutty come on Jessica Rabbit it's kind of smutty people yeah. love that movie why did Howard the Duck fail when wow. who framed Roger Rabbit because it's, it's a better movie I disagree they're both it's very uncomfortable obviously it's Christopher far. Lloyd you put Christopher Lloyd and Howard the Duck in that movie succeeds possibly because Tim Robbins was basically playing Doc Brown in Howard the Duck yeah you just oh, wow. put in Doc Brown Movie succeeds. Boom. Interesting. Did 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 Who Framed Roger Rabbit succeed? 
Yeah, or is yeah. that another piece of Disney? Do we actually have the numbers yeah, on that? I, think that I don't, but it has got a very good reputation. Are we remembering? I think it's got a pretty successful. Are we remembering who framed Roger Rabbit? Who framed Roger Rabbit? I'm going to run and get off the ground. It's more of a kids movie. So, I mean, so who's this? Roger Rabbit? No, they melt a living sword alive. In the 80s, it was all kind of one genre. Yes, it was like everybody's <laughs> going to movies in one Not car. It's going to be like yeah. sex and murder and yeah. bunnies for kids. You're it's right. so interesting because like You're right. Howard the Duck <laughs> really seems to only appeal to children, but is not a kid's movie. What the fuck is not that? Not at all. I think it is a kid's movie. I yeah, think the attention span of it, it makes more sense. It's a PG kids. movie. It's like, you wouldn't joke, make joke, that joke, movie joke. for kids today. Not today, no, but that was no. the kind of movie that you made for kids damn back it. then. My huh. phone keeps changing. Yeah. It's, 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 now it's, those kids are adults. It's for kids the way that Ghostbusters was for kids. You took kids to see Ghostbusters. It's But Ghostbusters well, works yeah, for adults because it's, like, it's great. There's also some things like when you're little, just stuff just flies over your head and you're fine with that. And so there's the argument of like give the parents a reason to sit in the audience too. Yeah. Um, I think this movie just tried like too hard to pitch to the parents and didn't actually make anything good yeah. with it. There's sex stuff in Back to the Future too. Yeah. That's not Incest yeah, it's hot because Lee Thompson, and Michael movie. J. Fox, hot. What bullshit? Okay, what? according to Rotten Tomatoes, um, the <laughs> tomato. For, okay, so for Howard the Duck, the tomatometer was thirteen yeah. percent and the audience score was thirty eight percent. For Who Framed Roger Rabbit, this is stupid, the tomatometer is 97% and yeah. the wow. audience score is 84%. It's a, people wow. love that movie. So that's, why? A, that's a bit like much it. for that's any movie. That's a good movie. movie. No movie gets that high of a thing, does it? I don't, people I, love that movie. I think that's bullshit. I think that's bullshit. That movie made me sad. I was also very young. I mean, I was born in 1990. It made you sad because it affected you because it was a good enough movie that you suspended your disbelief and you believed that that sword, it wasn't a sword, it was a little tiny shoe, that the little shoe was real when he did oh, some in the dip. Oh, I was the singing sword. My brother was weirdly obsessed with Frank Sinatra, so I always remember the sword from because he sang. singing sword. Yes, that movie's great. That movie's fantastic. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think that it's the worst movie ever. I mean, it's bad, but it's not like the worst ever. You know, I'm sure there's like a million other movies that are like way more terrible than this one. But I kind of feel like because it has that legacy of being so bad that like a bunch of hipster kids are going to like cue it on their Netflix a lot and then like watch it and it's going to become like super popular. <laughs> you know? <laughs> And it's gonna I can I can just see that happening where it's gonna become like a cult like classic because people like think that it's ironic and not just like bad. Maybe people's desire to be different is what does that, you know, to kinda go against the grain. Um, it's like how it it used to be like bad to be a nerd. Right? But now we're, like, in this time where it's, like, if you're a nerd, like, that means you're cool. Like, suddenly being a nerd is, like, a cool thing to do. You know, where in high school you'd get your ass kicked for it. (laughs) Yeah, so I think, like, movies like this, like, they, they're so bad that people think that it's, it's, it's funny. They find, like, some sort of irony in it. What would we have done differently? So if we're going to bitch about this movie, we got to have some solutions. What would we have done differently to make this movie better? If we can come up with something that maybe maybe the hatred is justified if if us five in this room who are not filmmakers kind of can come up with something better that's writing. Better, better uh, writing. I think they spent like an hour proving that like Howard doesn't fit on Earth well to kind of like raise the stakes for him deciding to like break the things the demons die in the tube, you know, later. Like he really wants to go home and that's what they're trying to establish. Yeah. Um they could have done that in like two montages. 
and then started the movie like somewhere we would have liked it. Like if it started when we met the other scientist, uh, the the Ferris Bueller vice principal guy. Jarvis Jennings. Yeah, Jennings, like yeah. there were the the science the arc of him like trying to get home and like the science of that was great. So if that was the plot of the movie, you know, plus the the little plane scene. Yeah, I agree. That's why great. I'd made the point that I would have loved it if they would have come th- if if Howard and the Dark Overlords had come through together. Because you could just start the movie at like, oh, the scientists don't know what to do with him. Let's go from there. He doesn't fit on Earth, and yeah. go yeah. go into that. That would I been agree with great. that also. Actually, that's some that's the exact same thing I was thinking. Is like, what if they all came through together? Yep. Yeah. That that remove an hour of the movie that was yeah. not necessary. Where there totally. were literally. No stakes for like nope. for an hour. Not movie. even meat ones. I would have. I would have. Uh, I would have crushed. <laughs> finger guns. I would have matched up. Guns. I would have taken that Tim Robbins character. He's just not. Boom. He's not there. He's squished. He's part, he's Leah Thompson now. Leah Thompson. Guess what? She's a musician. Oh, guess what? She's also a scientist too. She works in the lab during the day. Yes, yes. she yeah. does. Really? Yeah. So that's actually something he's that I had thought is science. that is that Leah Thompson was a scientist. Like in my version of this movie, she was a scientist. It would make uh, it makes better sense, but that's yeah. Mary but no, suing her. Had, yes, is it though? That's too no. much. No, he's a janitor in a fucking science building. Any undergrad with he like wasn't two, a janitor. He was a pound, sand down a rattle. Could have yeah. been. Yeah, he wasn't assistant. even a scientist. Yeah, he was yeah. just a. Yeah. he was. But they, he, had, but he had a penis, stuff. so that means he was more qualified to make decisions. Yeah, they had to have beakers. someone around to fly that stupid plane with him while Leah Thompson was all. Unnecessarily captured. Yeah, got to tie the check out. That's because she had a vagina. Also, (laughs) yeah, I think he was able to fix the the fuel uh, the fuel um, hose on that thing. I'm sure the budget didn't allow it, but it would have been cool to see actually the duck world and set up some kind of what is Howard like in his real life before he set up some problems for him. Right. Some character for him, and then he gets sucked in our world. And totally. Okay. So well, that's what they were trying is, to do, and then his changes like make are like a bigger deal. I feel yeah. like that's what they were trying to do in the intro sequence. Yeah, we they need were, more of that. They yeah. were trying to show him as depressed. They should have sitting home alone, world reading, and... reading pornography. Yeah, that's pretty that sad. Is, and that sounds like a great day. <laughs> I, I had this thought that to be uh, very similar thoughts that uh, let's bring everyone in together. But I also think that. The, foc- the whole focal point of the movie was Howard the Duck. It was all on Howard the Duck. I'd say let's change the focal point to be on the female scientist. Let's make Leah Thompson a scientist. The movie starts on Earth. We did not spend enough time in Duck World to make it really worth having. So let's go to Duck World in the second movie if the first one's successful. Fuck Duck World. Out of the first movie, it's gone. We yeah. start on Earth. We start with these scientists who are really passionate about opening up a, di- <gasps> a portal to another dimension. Dude, yeah. you know And what? then they, they open it up and they accidentally bring in um, versions of Earth from like three or four different uh, <laughs> like multiverses oh, at once. Yeah. So Howard the Duck shows up. These weird demons show up. And maybe some other bizarre shit shows up. Steven the Rhino. Steven the Rhino. Just something. Chicken just, people. Exactly. That's too yeah, so that, of the eggs. Just but Howard the Duck world. is like, he knows quack foo, fuck that. He's like a fucking warrior who's been fighting these demons. Like, no. they know about multiverses where he comes yeah. from. He shows up. He's got, like, fucking guns. He's got, like, what? he's strapped. Yeah. You know, he's like a warrior, but he's, like, smoking a cigar. He's, like, wisecracking. He's way darker of a character because he's, like, been to war yes. with these creatures yes, yes, before. Yes. Oh, he's a, and then he shows up, um, and he's really it. unlikable. He's, like, super unlikable. And that makes the fact that he's a duck works so much better. Yes. If he's like this weird, heartened war duck, 
And then uh, the Leah Thompson character is like is a scientist. The and she has a like a sort of like weird relationship with the Tim Robbins character who is the janitor. So yeah. uh, in this situation, like going through this battle together, um, Howard gets stuck like he does in the movie, uh, and he has to learn how to kind of make peace with the fact that he can never go home again, which they really don't touch on that much. Uh, and he really hates that fact at first, but then he kind of develops this friendship with these other two people as they fall in love. And he sees like through their relationship that maybe they're worth fighting for. Uh, and then you, but make it funny and like make it fucking funny. Cause you have this main character as a duck. Take the like world a seriously. Duck, basically. A yeah. punisher duck. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Whoa. Take the world a little bit more seriously because like you've got, uh, what I love about Austin Powers is they, they really take the world seriously. <laughs> yeah. It's written consistently. Uh, Ace Ventura is a completely serious world in which there's one yeah. character who's completely ridiculous. Like, you need a straight man in this movie. There's no straight yeah, man in this totally. movie. Yeah, like, totally. If you make Howard the straight man, how great would that be? Where he's like, he's this uh, wisecracking I... piece of shit, but he sees the world for what it really is because he's fought these demons before. And like, he he's like, uh, he's like, Rick or Michonne on on The Walking Dead when they meet the people in Alexandria, he's like you you bitches don't know what you're in yeah. for, you know. Like, but he's a duck, and it, it would just be great. I'm on board with this. <laughs> this is a yeah. This Mostly is like a, this is like the sequel, I think. No, no, yeah. gritty reboot. It's a gritty reboot. Gritty reboot. Hashtag gritty reboot. This is no. This is what we would do differently. So I would totally. I would be on Zack Snyder that. version of Howard the Duck. <laughs> well, you know, I I feel like I feel like that movie. The story of that movie is a rock band trying to make it. That's. The thing. <laughs> I that's, like that. I know that's the one thing about. I was literally thinking about that, this today. Like in my version, there's no rock band, and that is a crying shame because the, the ending with the rocks concert is amazing. That's so the thing that resonates for me. Like yeah. that's the story. That's the thing that that they win at the end is they finally get to be a, a rock successful band. rock band. And Howard makes it happen. Yeah. He has to kill well, we these aliens. That's that. just beside the point. He wanted to be a musician, but he couldn't make it happen on the duck world. But he found his band yeah. mates. And That's his band the story. On Earth. Then why do we only see one or two scenes of that? That, the scene in the middle where he's like playing the saying. keyboard should, right before they had yeah, that weird sex stuff, he's playing the Howard the Duck song from the end. Yeah. I noticed that <laughs> on my second watch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which was kind of cool. Just something I'm working on. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I would have started with maybe not a duck from outer space. So the premise would be different. I would keep Tim Robbins because I like him. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't write movies. You know, I mean, if I wrote a movie, it would be like way worse than this one. You know, so I don't know how I would change it. Basically, your movie is Tim Robbins from Earth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and him just, like, reading a book or something, because he has, like, a really great voice. <laughs> I'm still, like, on the fence. I'm so glad that this is the movie uh, where we're not making a verdict, because I'm still on the fence, and I really like the idea that like this is I mean this is for the listeners to decide so like we we present all these arguments and then the listeners will let us know is this movie remembered fairly yeah so I'm pumped about no, that. One, no one no one say anything definitive because I don't want them to be like 13 percent is not enough that's a low right? that's a low rating really low. that's a little well, to be low fair, it was 13 tomatoes and 38 percent 
viewers or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and I don't totally. know what the difference between that is, but that's good at least. The tomato meter is <laughs> also, the critics. The other one is the well, the fan cast. This consensus. does get filed as like a George Lucas project, and I wonder if it's suffering in comparison to his like more successful projects. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, once again. Uh, this was so much fun. I love doing this so much. And Annika, Maddie, our newcomers. What's up? You guys just slipped right in. That's what she said. Ooh. And we really appreciate it. Yeah. I made that did. creepy real She quick. probably didn't say that in the 80s because she wasn't allowed a speaking role. No. <laughs> yeah, no. She, she said it with her eyes. Yeah. I'm really I'm really curious to see how this works where we have, uh, where we have people vote. Because uh, I've done, like last time we did a vote and what the vote happens? agreed with the, the consensus in the room was that uh, that Back to the Future 3 is a pretty damn good movie. Oh. And I, I still feel like that's wrong, but the, uh, the, the people have voted. So the what are you going to do? The people have spoken. People have spoken. They love Mary Steenburgen, just like I do. <laughs> I love her. Is that the mom from Elf? I think so. I, I love her. Is she the mom in Elf? No, yeah, she is. I don't she know. Is. Is. She is. What? She is. Yeah, she is. Mary Steenburgen? Yeah, Hold isn't on. she? Mary did. Hey, well, Jesse's looking this up, and while you guys are on Twitter, you should head over and vote, but then you should go over to at Anna Casilla on Twitter <laughs> and follow me. That is at sign A-N-I-C-A-C-I-H-L-A. Ryan, where should people find you on Twitter? Well, since we're doing this now, guess <laughs> if you were on Twitter already checking out Annika and what she's tweeting. Oh my god. I'm so sorry. Alf actor I got my plan. Alf actor dies at 76 nine hours ago. No, I know. Oh, nine shit. hours ago? Nine hours ago. We guys. should never have done he this podcast. Good, he was in a... We killed Alf. Wait, wait. In... This is so insensitive. The guy who played Alf? Alf actor Michu Mizaros dies at 76. That could have been literally anyone in the Alf. Voice or the voice or the He was puppet. the president. No, he was the guy. He's the guy he was, in he was Alf. The world's that is so man. sad. Buddy, world's smallest man. Dude, when I was he a kid, was like I 70. fucking loved that show. 70's not that old for a guy who's the tiniest man to live. Is I think that that's probably actually, yeah, uh, probably brings a, your your life expectancy. Standing down. at two feet nine inches, he was billed as the smallest man in the world. What while yeah. he worked in the circus before heading to TV. Um, he was in Putney Swift. He wore a full body suit to portray the titular alien character. Rest in peace, my And you friend. can find out how sad Ryan is on Twitter at... I don't want to be the only person who plugged themselves. No, no, uh, yeah. You can find me at uh, O Ryan Casey. It is O-H Ryan Casey. At O Ryan Casey. O Ryan Casey. And uh, <laughs> that's where you can find me and I sometimes do tweets there. And also always radiolarp.com. Yeah. Um, my Twitter is at Maddie Downs, but it's kind of a desert of content. Uh, more importantly, I have a web series coming out that Annika Seal is actually in uh, called Northern Bells, yeah. and that should be out at the end of this month or early next month. Nice. And I also have a podcast called Sexual Awaken Baking yeah. that is on SoundCloud and iTunes. Check it out. Check it out. Yeah. It's super fun. Highly recommend it. I actually have listened to all of them except the very newest, which I have downloaded. <laughs> And Wonderful. I really enjoy it. It's a good show. We like it. Yeah, you guys are doing an awesome job. We we get stoned and we say funny stuff. You guys banter very well. Or not banter, but like you, you communicate very well. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike this train ride. I'm just kidding. Yeah, this, is, this was garbage. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. We're going to erase this later. <laughs> I'll, I'll pretend it was an accident, but it won't be. <laughs> lots of quacking. Uh, my name is Johnny Unicorn. Uh, search me on Google. Nice. See what you find. <laughs> what about what about Ask Jeeves? Can they search you on yeah. Ask, Ask Jeeves? About me on Ask on, uh... Jeeves. Also, while you're on Google, Google legal name fraud. Google <laughs> legal name fraud. Yeah. Your legal name is not your own. 
Uh, yeah, I'm Jesse Mercury. I this is one of my two podcasts. The other one called Sci-Fi with Jesse Mercury. You can find me on Twitter at Sci-Fi Project. Uh, everyone in this room except for Maddie has been on my other podcast. Maddie, I got you on my other podcast. Let's get let's do I, it. That was the worst sentence, Maddie. I got to get you on my other podcast. <laughs> you do, Maddie. Yeah, yeah. Maddie. Podcast. What's your What's your favorite sci-fi movie? Um. Say Harry Potter. Make him make him have a. Here's the thing: is I'm really nervous. I don't I don't know. I'm pretty like I'm not totally sure that I like. Pick one. I don't know what they are. Et uh, or something. Jesus. Alien. <laughs> Aliens. Um. Yeah, I'll go with Et for now. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe I won't have one. Was on well, Jesse's face. <laughs> yeah. I hate it here. Um. <laughs> Uh, Annika's, you've been on a couple times. You're, you're, I love your episodes on, on my other show. Thank you. Yeah. I have that effect on the, people. We, we read all of uh, I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream. Yeah, by Harlan Ellison, which yeah. was a fun time. And then we, we talked about Brazil on one episode. The, really the awesome. Terry Gilliam. 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 Yeah. I always have a hard uh, time. And another... you're going to come back. You're going to come back soon. We're going to watch uh, Metropolis and talk about it. Yes, Metropolis, the uh, old... Fritz Long film and not the really awesome anime, which you should also check out because that's beautiful cinematography. But yes, I'm excited for that podcast. Yeah. Metropolis, just another Back to the Future retread. <laughs> <laughs> really? Think that's about awesome. it. Brazil <laughs> 2. Yeah. Brazil 2? Brazil 2. Brazil 2. Yeah, not Brazil, the first part one. Two. Yeah. He's not dead, really. Back to Brazil. <laughs> this time, the ducks are out for you. Uh, yeah, Brazil didn't even take place in Brazil. That's the weird thing. That is yeah. the weird thing. Why was it called? Where the... I don't know. Because they wanted to have that song. That's why. Is that the only reason? I think so. God, no, that's going to be stuck in my head for the next three years. I know, it sucks. I love that song. And then this show, Sci-Fi on Trial, follow us on Twitter, at Sci-Fi on Trial. That's where you can vote to say if you think this film is remembered fairly. And then we got to vote on the next film. Uh, or you can also check us out on SciFiOnTrial.com. So let's pick uh, let's pick some things to vote on for the next vote. What are, what are the what are the voting options? Slither. Can for, we can we for this thing? Is it yes or no? Is it a yes or no deal? Or is it is there like a is it kind fair of, or unfair? Is Howard the Duck good or is Howard the Duck so bad? So the question is: Is this movie remembered fairly? Yes or no? Oh. The way it's remembered is pretty damn harsh. Yes. So it's just yeah. a yes or no answer. That's it. Okay. And I'm going to post that up probably about a week after the episode's released to give people time to listen to it. Annika's shaking I, over No, it. can I make a suggestion? for? I don't know if it counts as sci-fi, but do you guys know the movie Repo, the genetic opera? <laughs> no, what is that? Oh, my God. It has Paris Hilton. It takes place in a world where uh, it's a post-apocalyptic world where, uh, like, you have to harvest organs so you can like rent organs because that's the only way you can stay alive. But if you can't make up, make the payments on your organs, the repo man comes, comes and he rips your organs out Yes, and there's music, there's singing. It's literally an opera. Wow. And if, if, if we could watch that for a podcast or discuss yes. it, because it, it, it does, it has Paris Hilton and it has singing and it's just sold garbage. Okay. It's so good. So we got one and what else have any suggestions? For, uh, my for the next sci-fi on trial? My suggestion is always going to be Southland Tales. Southland yeah. Tales? I, I want to second Johnny Unicorn's vote for Southland Tales. Okay. Because that movie is pretty well hated. We got yeah. two? Um, I would like to uh, nominate Armageddon, because I think that movie is a steaming heap nice. of shit. Interesting, yeah. Yeah. All right. And people like it? Yes. My friend Do Jean, they? it's like her favorite movie, and she's I been dying to come Xenon on and defend it. Girl of the 21st Century. What is that? <gasps> Zeta Slipetus. It's a, a Disney Channel original movie. Uh, yes. About a, a girl who lives on a space shuttle. It's pretty fucking cool, man. Hot, steaming garbage. Okay. So <laughs> this is an interesting list. So we have Repo, the genetic opera. 
Second. Southland Tales, Armageddon, and Xenon Girl of the 21st Century. Please Preach. put that as a poll. That's going to be a poll. So when I'll put up a poll on Twitter for is this is Howard the Duck remember fairly. We'll also put up a poll to vote between those four movies for the next sci-fi. Raven Simone is in a Xenon Girl 21st Century. Just a shameless plug real quick. Paris Hilton is still in Repo. That's, that's, that's Her fair. face falls off. <laughs> I like the wow. idea of kids movies because there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, good like Suburban Commando. Uh, that's a good one. You know, um, what's another one? The, Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Uh, the Burbs is that's not a science fiction. Movie. No, the Burbs. That movie freaked me the fuck out. That was a great film. Oh, I saw one. <laughs> but no, uh, mom it. and uh, mom and dad save the universe. Uh, no, no, stay tuned. Stay oh, tuned. Mom it's not and dad sci-fi. save the universe. That's, I that's that a devil too. thing. That was a devil thing. What's uh, what's mom and dad save the universe? Oh, it's so good. I can't explain it, but it's so good. Yeah, it's something like that. It's a similar kind of thing. <laughs> Yeah. It's another Back to the Future. Really, they all are. So I had this. My stepmom's an alien. Kim Bassinger. Earth Girls are easy. Oh, oh Earth Girls are easy. That's fun. <laughs> I had this thought that it'd be fun to do like a results episode of this podcast because it would show people's feed, kind of like Dancing with the Stars, how they have the vote, then they have the results episode. It would just be like a couple minutes long. It would say, this is the result of the last one, and this is what's coming up next. Yeah, yeah I'd be down what for do that. What do you think? Do you like yeah, that? Yeah. 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 I'm on board. I'm going to try. Okay. I'm going to. It's official. I'm trying that next time. I'm only doing that if we're doing Repo the Genetic Opera next time around, though. That is my, <laughs> as a hung jury member, what's Southland up? Tales, Lock Scott, with Jay Reinhold. It's <laughs> got most of the cast of Mad TVs. In William Southland Hung and Hung Jury. <laughs> nice. Christopher right. Lambert's in Southland Tales. Well, Zelda Rubenstein's in every, Southland Everyone is in Southland Tales. Justin Timberlake's Polar, Southland Tales. Uh, Sherry O'Terry. Really? Yeah. Uh, I always John thought, Lovitz. Yeah. Oh, I vote for that one. Um, I always thought the plums Avon Barksdale, came the, that guy. A bunch of Saturday Live people. He's in it. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Sean William Scott. The Rock. Yeah. Sarah Michelle Gellar. Yeah. Oh, I am a huge wow. fan of The Rock. I'm also a huge fan of Sean William Scott. Booger. Really? Booger from Revenge of the Nerds. The Rock sci-fi? The Rock? The Rock, no. 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 The Nicholas Cage? With Sean Connery? No. Yeah. Well, I mean, the validity no, of those, so. those uh, nerve gas rockets is questionable. <laughs> you know, but maybe, Maddie, we'll do a podcast about trying to <laughs> teach you what, teach you what sci-fi <laughs> is. That'd be great. That'd be, That'd be great. great. You've been a good sport, Maddie. Yeah. Uh, this is so much fun. Thank you guys so much for coming in. I really appreciate it. I can't wait to put this out. This was fantastic. Thank you for having us. It was super fun. Thank yes. Thanks, guys. Let's find out who's right. Me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my friends, we've made it to the end of yet another trial. Thank you so much for joining us. But this isn't over. You have to help us render a verdict. So I'm going to give it about a week after this episode comes out for people to listen and digest and maybe even watch the movie again if you are so inclined. And then I will post up the poll on Twitter. Is this movie remembered fairly? Yes or no? And you will decide. We also need your help to pick our next film. Both of those polls will be on Twitter within the next month, so keep an eye out for it at Sci-Fi on Trial. Check out our website at scifiontrial.com. We got all sorts of goodies. You can learn about the panelists. You can see all the posters that we have for each episode. And you can even see our beautiful faces in a brand new teaser video for this podcast. Show's still young. I'm still kind of looking for that perfect format for this show. So if you got some feedback, email me at scifiontrial at gmail.com. Let me know what you think. I'd love to hear from you. 
This podcast is part of the Sci-Fi Project, my multimedia collection of science fiction-themed music, podcasts, music videos, and soon-to-be web series. If you'd like to check out the rest of the Sci-Fi Project, you can do so at jessemercury.com. If you'd like to support this podcast and the rest of the Sci-Fi Project, head on over to patreon.com slash sci-fi project. Everyone who signs up to support the Sci-Fi Project for $2 or more per month receives bonus content from my podcasts. And very soon I'll be releasing some bonus content from Sci-Fi on Trial. We'd also really appreciate some positive reviews on iTunes. Leave us a five-star rating and tell the world what you think of Sci-Fi on Trial. That'll help us show up in search results. I can't let you go without answering the burning question, no, Mary Steenburgen was not the mom on ALF. But she is on The Last Man on Earth, which is a goddamn fantastic show. you got to check it out. Thanks again for listening to The Trial of Howard the Duck. Thank you so much to my panelists. Thanks to Sarah Lehman for her awesome interview. Thanks to the cast of Dead Drift. And thank you, the listener, for giving me a reason to spend all these hours doing nerdy shit. And I love it. I love it. If it ain't funk, I don't feel it. We'll see you next time. <laughs>